All right, I did it. Yeah, we're good. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So just a quick, couple of quick, quick, real fast announcements. Uh, I mean, if you've been missing this Saturday prayer, you've been missing some awesome stuff. Um, it's really been amazing to uh, be on these Saturday prayers. And again, on your way out, you can stop by the hub table and get the information. But these Saturday prayers have been awesome. Sister Chris uh, has been leading the last uh, couple of weeks. Man, it's been amazing. Uh, what's the what? What did she say, Pastor Rick? That that, that we were talking about this morning. <laughs> yeah, she, she made this point about being, being called by God, and she just paused. It was like it was an aha moment for her while she was on the prayer, and uh, it it was just amazing. Because when he said that to me this morning, Ray and I had picked up the same thing yesterday. He was like, "Yeah, she just paused. It was like you've been called by God. It was like." It was an aha moment, but it was great. So if you've been missing those calls, I want to encourage you to get on those calls. If you get the newsletter that we send out every single week at the bottom of the newsletter, you'll see the dial-in information. If you don't get our newsletter, see Sister Chris at the hub table on the way out, and we'll make sure we get you on that newsletter. Amen? Um, also, um, the growth track. Somebody say the growth track. Amen. If you have not been to the growth track, we want to get you on the growth track. <laughs> uh, the purpose of the growth track is to really help you take next steps. RCC is a church about helping people grow and get to that next step that God has for you. Amen. You're just not supposed to be saved and just wait till Jesus comes back. There's work you have to do. And we're going to talk about that today, right? So there's a job that God has for you. You were born for a purpose and with a purpose. All right. You were born for a purpose and with a purpose. So the growth track helps discover that. Uh, and really, anyone that's gone through the growth track, you can attest not just uh, your skill set for what you can do in the house, but also what you can do outside in the world. Amen? Because we believe that that light should be shining the brightest in the midst of darkness. So uh, if you've not gone through the growth track every Sunday at 1030, uh, yours truly will be here to uh, take that charge. It's something I take very serious on helping people get to those next steps. Amen? And what God has called them to do. The year is almost over. Uh, and what better time to take a next step? Amen. So uh, on the way out, again, you can stop by the hub table and sign up for that. Uh, soon you'll be able to sign up on our website. We're going to we're doing a whole new refacing of our website, our app. Uh, so hopefully by January, everything's going to be brand new, brand new. So we've got some great things on the horizon coming up for Ruach City Church. Um, so we, we, we uh, started a conversation last week, not a series, it's a conversation. Uh, I have to say that, right? So it won't turn into a series. Uh, talking about the glory of God. Talked about the glory of God. Man, what an awesome thing last week talking about the glory of God. We had a great time. If you wasn't here, I want you to feel really bad because it was really good, all right? Um, man, what, what an awesome time we had talking about the glory of God. And uh, it wasn't the glory of God how people normally see you know, the glory of God, you're going to fall on the floor and the glory of God is here. It's, it's want to come from a different angle and a different perspective when we talk about the glory. And I just want to hopefully complete that thought today, talking about the glory of God, right? What it means to experience the glory of God and why is the glory of God so important? Why is the glory of God so important? And so I love this statement. I read this last week. Um, by Dr. Miles Monroe. If you've never read any of Dr. Monroe's books, I encourage you to go Google him, go to Amazon, and buy everything he has ever written. Um, he is an awesome teacher. He went on to be with the Lord, I think, about three years ago, um, tragically, unfortunately. But man, what an awesome contribution to the body of Christ he was. Um, and he said this awesome statement, which I love. 
And it says God's original plan was that every creature, by becoming everything it was created to be, would manifest its own unique glory and by doing so reveal God's glory. Man, that's a good statement, right? That's really great, right? So the will of God, the plan of God was that every creature would do what he created it to do, right? And would manifest its own, your unique glory. We're going to talk about that. And by doing that, doing what he's created you to do, you're giving him glory, right? So that, that, that's an awesome thing. So let's, let's dig into that just a little bit. Um, the Bible says this, in, and you write the scripture down in Proverbs 19 and 1, uh, is that the heavens are telling, the Bible says, the glory of God. They are marvelous and display of his craftsmanship. So we went into last week talking about what the glory of God means uh, in the Old Testament, which was written in Hebrew, right? We talked about the kabod of God, the glory of God. Um, and then we looked at the ultimate glory of God, which was uh, God revealing his son, Jesus Christ, right? God created everything with his glory. So uh, make this great point last week that I think is worth mentioning again, uh, that it's impossible for an artist to leave himself out of his work, right? So anyone that's an artist and draws and does artistic things, you can't be artistic or draw something or do something and leave yourself out of your work. Think about that, right? Anyone, an, an architecture, uh, anyone that designs, anyone that uh, does anything, brother, it's, even if it's non-art, you can't do something of creativity and leave yourself out of the creative process, right? When you finish that, there is a portion of yourself that is in that work. Does that make sense to anybody? So if, if uh, whether you're writing a book, you know, I always like to, uh, I'm, I'm a bookworm, right? I love to read books. I'm a book nerd. But there's times I like to go to Barnes and Nobles and hear the author speak on the book. Because I want to know what that author was thinking when he wrote that book, right? Because an author can't write a book and leave himself out of the book, right? So when God created the heavens and the earth, he can't create the heavens and the earth and leave himself out of what he creates. He can't create you and leave himself out of what he creates, right? So, so when we talk about the glory of God, the glory of an artist is the finished work that he can now step back and see a portion of himself in. The story that is behind the art, the story that is behind the work, right? What, what experience did that person go through in order to have that art, that art finished and complete, right? So you can't leave yourself outside of your work. So God did not leave himself outside of you. Come on, come on. He, he didn't leave himself outside of you, right? So when he created you, he says, hey, even the hairs on your head are numbered, right? He says, hey, let us make man in what? In our own image, right? In our own likeness. Why? Because if I am the creator, I cannot create you and leave me out of the work. Amen? Amen. Look, let's look, uh, write this statement down. The glory of God is the, fulfill, is the full nature of God on display. I'm going to give you this definition. The glory of God is the full nature of God on display. That's an important definition here. The glory of God is the full nature of God on display. Look at the scripture in uh, Isaiah 6 and verse number 3, and it says, And one cried to another, saying, Holy, holy, this is heaven. Isaiah, the prophet, had a vision. 
he says, is the Lord of hosts. And the whole, what, earth is full of his, come on, talk to me, is full of his glory. glory. Why is it full of his glory? Because God cannot create and leave himself out of his creation. So Isaiah got a vision. He says, hey, when I look at the mountains, I see God. Have you ever been in nature and said, man, this is so beautiful? Have you ever seen the mountains or you've seen a beautiful day and you're saying you see the birds flying, you see the cloud looks great, the sky looks wonderful, and you're saying, man, this is just perfect, right? It, it, it makes you in awe of God, right? Because he says the earth is full of his glory. It is full of who he is. It is full of what he created, and he cannot separate himself from what he creates. The earth is full of his glory. The scripture here in uh, John 1 and 14, and we're going to plow through this. We're almost there in the Lord. And the word Christ came flesh, right? And tabernacle fixed his tent, lived, uh, flesh lived uh, a while among us. And we actually saw his glory, such glory as only begotten son receives from his father. So when we talk about, excuse me, the fact that God is his greatest contribution to the glory of God was his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I made a great statement last week that I want to repeat, and we talked about uh, the glory of a fish, right? So whatever God creates, he creates it with a purpose, and when that thing he creates fulfills its purpose, it gives him glory while they exercise the glory that God's put in them. So we talked about a fish last week. We said a fish, his glory of a fish is to swim. Right. And if you take the fish out of the environment that God created him to function in, he cannot give glory to God. So if you pull a fish out of water, <laughs> the fish is not designed to give glory to God outside the environment that the glory was designed to work in. Uh, I'm trying I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to come on, come on, it, it, it can't. Right. 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 A bird walking. No big deal. But when you see an eagle in the sky, come on, that, that eagle is operating in the glory of God. Watch this. It's doing what it was designed to do. And when that eagle does what it's designed to do, it gives glory to God by operating in its purpose. Are y'all hearing me here, somebody? So when you do what God called you to do, come on, that's why the enemy does not want you operating in your purpose. Because when you operate in your purpose, you produce glory and you give glory to God. Number two, I want you to write this down, that God created you in the environment where the glory can be produced. God created you in an environment where the glory can be produced. And he said in Genesis 1, and uh, I'm going to jump over to this other scripture here. Genesis 1, verse 11 through 12, and he said, let the earth burst forth with every sort of grass and seed bearing fruit and fruit trees and seed in the fruit so that these seeds will produce the kinds of plants and fruits that they came from. When you read on, look at that, it goes even deeper. It says, it talks about that he created the fish. The fish were not created in the air. The fish were created in the water. Why? Because the water became the environment in which that fish can give glory to God. When God created man, he created man in the Garden of Eden, Eden, which was a prepared place for man to dwell where the presence of God was. And he says, hey, be fruitful, multiply, and I want you to spread this presence throughout the whole earth. How many people remember that? Genesis chapter 2, read it when you get home, right? 
Because his presence, God's presence, was the environment that he created for man to operate and give him glory. Which means that you cannot function properly and give glory to God outside of his presence. I want you to think about that for a minute. So that's why the enemy wants to make sure you do everything to stay out the presence of God because you can't give him glory outside the presence. Let that sit for a minute. Let that digest how important it is to be in the presence of God. Somebody say the presence of God. The presence of God is the environment that manifests, here we go, the glory of God. Take a picture of that. When we say the glory of God, we talk about the attributes, the character, and the ways of God. The presence of God is the environment that manifests the glory of God. So when Adam was able to manage the garden and be per, and, and produce, that again, and, and produce, I don't know, and produce it and, and multiply it, right? He said, I can't do this outside the garden. I have to be in the garden in order to get this done, right? So he created an environment for him. Put Adam in that environment and say, hey, this is the only environment where you can be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Now, what did it look like when he got outside of his purpose? Ugly. You shall not. Now, after they had sinned and ate of the fruit, this is powerful. I want you to see this. After they had sinned and ate of the fruit and they were disobedient, right? He says, "Uh, Adam, hey, man, (laughs) you've been enjoying this good life. (laughs) You've been living really good. In my presence, uh, uh, you, you, you've, been, I mean, you've been eating well. You didn't have to provide for yourself. Come on. Adam, Adam, Adam didn't have to provide. All the food he needed was right there. He had provision. The weather was perfect in the garden. Right? Didn't he? He was able to walk around naked. <laughs> That's how perfect the weather was. Right? It was perfect weather, perfect fellowship. He never got tired, never got weary, but sin came through disobedience to kick him out of the presence of God so he can no longer produce the glory of God. Would you see that? Sin came to kick him out of the presence of God so he can no longer produce the glory of God. Now, I want you to see this. It says, you shall not eat of it. The ground is under a curse because of who? Because of you. <laughs> right? Pastor Rick, you can take a look at this. This is the, uh, the app. Because of you, right? It's because of you. He says, in sorrow and toil shall you eat of the fruit to it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall it bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. And in the sweat of your face shall you eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. Now, man, this is a tough, this is a tough punishment. Right? The punishment is that, hey, you can no longer do what you were designed to do because you're trying to live outside of me. And trying to produce outside of God looks like this. Why don't you see this? This is profound. Trying to produce outside of God looks like this. Now, here's the thing about it. Next verse in verse 29, he said, um, very simple, verse 24, I'm sorry. So God drove out the man. You see that? God drove out the man. Watch this, because he could not not produce in the presence. (laughs) So he had to be driven out of the presence of God because of disobedience. And when he got out of the presence of God, he looked like he looked in those previous verses. 
thorns and thistles, tired, weary. The sw- so when you all tired and weary, <laughs> you try to do something in your own strength. Come on. Have you ever tried to do something in your own strength and you're tired and you're weary, right? You go, you come home from work, you are tired, you feel like you've been toiling all day long, right? Because your job has become your provision and not your assignment. Let me say it again. Because your job has become your provision and not your assignment. And your job was never intended to be your provision. Your job was intended to be your assignment. Come on, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. That means if I go to work, when I go to work on a Monday, I have, to, I have to know that, hey, God has blessed me with this job. This job is a blessing to me financially. But if I, this job is taken away, it doesn't take away that God is my provider. Right? I'm, I'm on this job because he's given me an assignment to touch somebody's life while I'm on this job. But this job is not my provision. And when I make it my provision, I get tired. But when I make it my, my, my assignment, I get stronger. Come on, somebody. So tomorrow when you go to work, don't go to work like you're going for provision. Say, God, what's my assignment today? Come on. Wh- whose life are you? do you want me to touch today? You want me to give somebody a word? God, what's my assignment today? Because God has an assignment for you. Ed- Eddie, the only one praising God. I'm going to have you here, Eddie. My goodness. We got, we, 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 got, we got an amen from somebody. <laughs> right? Come on. Come on. Right? So watch this. <laughs> somebody say, God bless Eddie. Come on. God bless Eddie. Right? Now, look at this. Now, 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 now this is important. I'm almost there. Give me 10 minutes and we're going to pray. Right? Here, here's, a, here's a couple of critical points I want to give you that's important. So here it is. God made you in his presence. The glory of God is in you. Right? And when you do what God's called you to do, the glory of God is released and God is glorified. Does that make sense to you? Right? A bird gives God glory when it does what it's created to do. A fish gives God glory when it does what it's created to do. If you saw a dog mooing like a cow, that's a problem. (laughs) I mean, come on, talk to me. That's a problem, right? If you saw a... (laughs) If you saw a a a a fish flying in the air, that's a problem, right? Because even you got enough sense to know that that is not the assignment of that fish, right? That fish can't give glory to God doing something other than what it was created to do. So God gave me this this illustration that that I want to show you real quickly, Uh, and this is this is we all know what this is, right? Come on, tell me, y'all, come on, y'all know what this is, right? This is an orange, right? So, I mean, <laughs> you're like, okay, I think this is orange. It's not a trick question. It's an orange. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to trick you, right? So, <laughs> so here it is. This is an orange, and this is a nice, shiny orange. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a sweet orange. That's, that's a good statement, right? So now I can take this orange, and uh, I'm, I'm going to throw it here to Lorenz. I went, don't hit his wife. Throw it back to me. Come on. Uh, right, right, right. We, we, we can do all this. With, we can do this for the next two hours uh, uh, of the service. We're not going to be here two hours, I'm saying. If I wanted to do it, I could. Right? And, and here it is. I can take this orange and kick this orange and do all these things. Right? Right? Now, watch this. Although I can do different things with the orange, what I'm doing with it is not the purpose of the orange. Right. Come on. All right. All right. Not the purpose of the orange. Right? 
right? It, it, it is not, this orange is not fulfilling its glory <laughs> by Lorenz and I throwing it back and forth. <laughs> Here it has been season, that looks juicy. Here Lorenz and I, you know, we, we, we playing catch. Come on, talk to me and somebody. We playing catch with the orange that Ben is like, can y'all stop playing? Because I know what that orange has the ability to do. Come on in, somebody. And, and, and Ben is like what God is in our life. Here it is. We letting things and situations play catch with us. And God's saying, that's not how I designed you. He's saying, you, you, you are better than somebody playing games with you. Come on. You are better than somebody throwing you back and forth. You have glory trapped on the inside of you. And what we do is, watch this, we're like the supermarket. You know, the supermarket shines, all the stuff. You know, it, it, it's not this shiny before it gets to the supermarket, right? They shine it up to make it look shiny. And watch this, we're so worried about what's on the outside. The world has us making sure our selfies look good on the outside. When our hearts are messed up on the insides. Come on, talk to me here, somebody. Uh, we want to make sure that people think that we have it all together when you're really broken on the inside, you're crying on the inside, you need God to do something awesome for you on the inside, but society has you wrapped up on what you look like on the outside. So here it is. We, we, we are <laughs> we're like this 